This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. We have to stop Fagin! What can you tell us about the compound that we're breaking into? The potion shop? That's right, the potion shop. To your immediate right is a stone statue. Uh, the stone statue is in the shape of a smiling barbarian half-orc. So you focus it over that broken orb, and you see that there's this aura around it, um, oh. and, and that energy looks like little sparks of, of shoot-offs of lightning. Awen, you pull out a ring, and I can tell you that that is a ring of evasion. We're going to get him, Penelope. We'll, we'll, we'll take him down. Uh, you're right. I'm going to go scout. I'm going to go I'm gonna go wander around a little bit. You got, You guys rest here. Be careful. Nope. Penny, your two compatriots have retired to Rose's upstairs apartments above the tea shop to power down, to meditate, to do whatever those two boys do in lieu of sleeping, but to get a full rest. You, however, maybe it was restlessness, uh, nervousness, a willingness to just like keep moving, but you did not want to go for that full rest. Instead, you wanted to go out and see the city. And this is, this is a great chance for you to, I mean, I think we've done a lot of reconnaissance at this point, but I would like to hear you, Kimmy the player, you don't have to role play this um, because I'm just hearing from you, but what, what do you think Penny would do? I mean, this is the first time that she has been back to the Dickens in a bit and things have changed. So what does she do? Yeah, because I would actually like to make a case that this does give her full rest, because even though this is challenging for her, this is her at home where she grew up. And she's basically she's going to do the like street rat thing she always did, which is running across buildings from the top of them and jumping around kind of in a Spider-Man-y parkour, but like not half as cool kind of way where she's just scrambling up and uh, and looking at the city from above, which was always her experience of it was her climbing around and scrambling on roofs and whatnot. So I think she's just getting her energy and her jitters out and she is just running across roofs and kind of reacquainting herself with her city. Um, And I think she'll probably fall asleep outside on a roof, whether it be it can I can make it the one everyone else is staying at or I can make it a different one and she wakes up early enough to get back. But I would say this is a full rest for her. Uh, But that's you as a DM get to decide. But that's my argument. Well, you guys are going until the next night. You know, you're not going to do this heist during the day, uh, right? I mean, (laughs) you guys are not going to do this during the day, during shop hours. So you you have, you know, almost a full 24 hours until you, it's it's go time. So there is going to be ample time 
for you uh, a human-like person who needs actual physical sleep uh, that you'll get it at some point. But mm-hmm. yeah, so you're you're just roaming the rooftops. What's what's a place that you would go to? I think she has some mind that ends up um, back at the cemetery. I think she ends up wandering down to the LaRoche grave because she, there's obviously really complicated feelings with that. So she, <laughs> you both just clued in. Um, I think she would wander back to the LaRoche grave. I think she would find herself absentmindedly there and then just sort of be thinking about the event that pushed her from the city, um, the event that kind of spurred her on to leave and pursue her own path, but the event that also was pretty traumatizing for her. Um, she has a lot of mixed feelings, um, mainly really sad feelings about that grave. So she kind of stands there thinking about it. And I think, uh, I think the question that's on all the, all the listeners' minds right now is, is Pip okay? And is Pip with you? <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Dan Rather, for asking these thoughtful questions. Um, (laughs) I would say while she's standing there, Pip pops out. Pip is uh, as a little familiar. I mean, he's he's a sweet little mouse. I don't expect much of him. But like how a dog is sometimes attuned to your feelings, Pip comes out and sort of just like sits on on her shoulder to kind of look around and keep her company. Yeah, you're you're sitting there. uh, And and would you be on the ground? Would you be in a tree? Where, Where are you at? I think she's this, this grave. Mm-hmm. I think she's got her back up to a different. So Penny, I would say, would wander in, would realize where she is, and sort of would uh, sit on the ground, leaning against a different tombstone, not even like looking. That she's definitely sitting, basically, on the face of a dead person. Um, because she's not respectful in that way. So I think she would just be kind of sitting back, leaning against, in a rather casual pose against a tombstone, looking at the Laroche grave. Yeah, and you're you're there for a few minutes, and uh, mm-hmm. you know you feel a rustling in your pocket, and out pops Pip, and he kind of scurries up and sits atop your head, and mm-hmm. in his usual way, he he nuzzles in, kind of mm-hmm. as a he can't exactly give you a hug, he can't exactly you know he's he's so tiny, but it's his way of just checking in. It's it's a way that he always has had of reminding you I'm here and giving you some weight. Mm-hmm. Um. And before I respond, I'll say this. Okay, basically feel free to squeak at me and I'll interpret it as what I think Pip would say. But just feel free to squeak however you want. All right. Oh, okay. Here comes here comes. Well, no, I'll I'll start it. Moments. I already know what I'll say, but just feel free to like squeak and make noises and I'll respond. But um I would basically after feeling Pip's uh familiar uh weight on my head, I'd be like, uh, well, we're uh we're back here, bud. We we made it back. <sighs> Not exactly what I wanted her in the way, but we are we were here. Uh, you always show up at the right moment. Beep, beep. Mm, I know, I know. I don't really like it here that much either, but it does kind of feel nice to be home. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird that a cemetery almost feels like home, but this always felt like the safest place to get away. You know, Pip, this is not too far from where I met you. Do you remember? Just around the way at the other mausoleum, I was hiding from Fagin. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And that's when you popped out. You looked me right in the eyes. Beep, 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 beep. I don't know. You were always really good at telling, understanding how I feel. And now we're back here and I got to figure out um, what we're going to do. And I got to make right for some of my wrongs. Um, so many of my wrongs are just right in front of me. but. I don't know. How do you fix? 
That's really kind of you to say. I I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I wish I could let myself off the hook for some of this stuff. I didn't mean for this to happen. I wasn't always put in this position, but I still am the reason a lot of bad things happen. I don't know, Pip, how do you fix these things? How do you, I don't know, how do you do right after you've done wrong? You don't hear an answering squeak. Instead, you feel a rustling on the top of your head, and you see him kind of like from your vision very close like against your face he crawls down and he it, with his little paws he just like grabs your hood and just does one of those soulful stares he does once once in every long while and just stares into your eyes as if he's trying to get some meaning in there god i'm, <laughs> I'm giving pip so much more intelligence than he should have no you know, I, this is this is a common mouse but you know there he is if it helps, I'm not going to make him then. I'm not going to take advantage and make him do all these complex things. But that's the whole point of the familiars. He's a comfort to me, right? Much more than yeah. anything else. So I think I would just look at, um, I would look at him. I'd say, you are too wise for just a church mouse. Way too wise for just a church mouse. But I appreciate it, Pip. Thanks for being here. <sighs> Maybe she'll forgive me one day. Maybe they'll forgive me one day. But until then, I guess we just got to try to keep other kids from making the mistakes I did, yeah? And he just huffs at you. <laughs> and then crawls back into your front pocket. All right. Well, okay, gosh, you need your coffee. All right, well, um, then she stands up and she goes to the grave. She's kind of like, tap, like taps the foot. Because it's a big mausoleum. Right? She kind of puts her hand on the bottom of it gently and goes, I am sorry. And she walks away. So the day stretches on. You take your your cat nap during the day. All of you, you you were already at full hit points um at this time but you have everything else that's rejuvenated as as needed and so night eventually rolls around and it's well after closing time of the shop and so the three of you make your way out of this tea shop and head on down to fagan's potion shop the streets are at this time relatively empty as everyone is packed it in for the most part and the only people out are the occasional city guard and those up to no good people like you and as you near the potion shop, you see that the Minotaur is no longer at his post. Had, had we seen him before? Did we watch him walk away? Like, did he seem suspicious about the night before? Or did he kind of seem like his old kind of kickback, kind of fallen asleep self? Uh, actually, no, you, you see him kind of do, you, you see him finish his round and he's uh, exiting out the, the front of the shop. And, uh, you know, he locks up. So in, in the interim, he must have gotten some new keys. Uh, but uh, you, you overhear him muttering to himself, well, I, I, I think I have, I think I'm meeting someone tonight. I can't really remember if I, w- I don't know. Off to, the, off to the king's nose I go. And then you just see him toddle down the street towards the pub. Penny whispers at A1, you're dating the whole damn town, aren't you? <laughs> well, you know me. I, I kind of like look over at the alley where kind of the back, the back door is. I kind of like uh, kind of motion that way. Okay. Yeah, I follow. 
does someone want to, to peek in through the window? Maybe something happens in there at night when everyone leaves. Can someone peek through the window? Penny um, pulls herself up. Um, Penny goes, I'm going to get myself to the ceiling. I think it'll be safest to look through the uh, skylight. So she um, pulls herself up and climbs up the walls and is able to look in through the different skylights. Um, What does she see? It looks exactly as you had last seen it, uh, but all lights are off. No movement inside. Uh, The statue is, is standing still. Uh, the two doors uh, behind the the main counter uh, still have the one above the left where the glowing rune bulb is is lit up, um, and then the area where a bulb would go over the right is empty. Got it. All right. Penny slowly climbs uh climbs down. Oh wait. I look in there. Penny's then going to go check the other two skylights. She checks the middle one that's kind of the hallway near the bathroom, if I remember correctly, and then the back one. Is it all the same as before? Is there anything worth noting? As far as you are noticing, and there's no need for me to have you do a perception roll, as far as you are able to notice, there is no movement. The coast is completely clear. All right. Penny, um... Penny looks over, gives them the thumbs up, and then shimmies down because she has the lockpick, so she's going to try to get everyone in. Part of me wishes that we could have taken one of those drunken fellows from last night and just thrown them in through the skylight to see what happens. <laughs> just to see what would have happened to them. Uh, Bertram is showing such a wild abandon for human life. <laughs> Penny looks at Bertram with the hours. most respect she's had for him in a long time. Bertram, who who hurt you, man? Who hurt you? What happened? Can I shake their hand? <laughs> All right, so All right you want to use? A, a, you, are we going through the back? What, what, what do you want yeah, to enter? Where from? are we entering? Let's go through enter. the back so we don't get any attention in the street. This is going to be the best way. I have the I have the lock picks Rose gave us. Um, so I'm going to try to get in. Why 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 go the hard way though, Penny? And uh. I just dingle my little keys that I stole from Brittles. <sighs> oh, you little Brilliant. minx! I, I, I give him, I give him over. I'm like, why don't you try these? All right, Penny uses the locks. Or they the keys. Work. <laughs> yep, they work. They definitely right. work. Before we yeah. go in, can I do a perception check, or should I do an in a perception check? I would prefer, if possible. Well, yeah, there's no one to do insight on. I, I typically reserve insight checks for, you know, understanding a person's motives or if they're lying or, you this know, what This is what, what I get feeling. for trying to use terms and messing it up. <laughs> All right, so. And where are you focusing your perception on? I think it's my, like, initial when you, like, poke your head in and you look in, uh, you look in both ways. I think just in the general area of us going in. Okay. In my basically perception. my eye line, which is not very far because of all the the shelving and whatnot, but my eye line is what I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I roll um a fifteen. So when you poke your head in first, you're looking down that short hallway where the bathroom is, and then as the hallway opens into the main shop, you see the first row of shelves of potions there. Mm-hmm. And just as you had seen overhead, it is completely still. It is dark. No lights are on or anything, but moonlight does show in the main room 
through the skylights, lending just a dim gray light in that room. Um, but the hallway in front of you is very dark. Mm, okay. All right. She slowly um, feels her way in and just slowly walks in. Okay. When you get to the end of the hallway, um, which direction do you go? You know, you have the hallway, you know, kind of bends around to your right and there is a wall there. And that is the wall where the storage room is. Um, straight ahead of you are the the row, the shelves of, you know, kind of like the aisles of mm-hmm. potions. And then to your left is the open space where the main counter is. And then beyond that, the statue. But before really before she can go island. anywhere, before she can go anywhere, I'm gonna grab like the back of her clothes because I see how eager she is, and I want to pull her back like in like the right outside the door, and whisper to all of them. It's not a question of if, but when that stone statue is going to come to life. Would we rather try and sneak and let it get the jump on us, or should I leap out and? use the scroll of stone to flesh and we get the jump on it. I don't know what's best and I wish we could explore a bit more, but there's this elephant in the room that is going to come to life at any moment. What do you think we should do? It seems like if we can dispatch this thing without being too loud, that that would be a good thing. I'm just afraid we're going to make noise immediately and it's going to, people are going to come. I don't know how loud that thing is. I mean, is there a way, can we like perceive it like how aware it is and if there's a way for us to sneak around it because that would be ideal I don't know from your vantage point as I have the statue designed that you would be able to perceive maybe maybe one of you could do an arcana check actually on it you could peek around the corner and do an arcana check I can do an arcana check excellent and I'm just having you do it this isn't one of you oh my god um, you notice as you peek around the corner that you have seen, you know, varying degrees of animation spells and uh, basically making objects lifelike. And the the mechanism of this too is familiar enough to you where you would know that it would be very obvious if it sensed through sight and sound. And you're only seeing the eyes every so often flash green, telling you that this is a sight-based statue. No sound. All right. Hey, Penny. Penny. Um, I think I think he can only see us. So, I mean, maybe we can sneak across... I mean, if you look, we're real close to getting behind the counter right here. Maybe we could sneak behind the counter like real quick. Um, you can see its eyes every once in a while they blink. So maybe we could time them and then go on one of the off intervals. Hmm. Okay. Y'all are magic. Can't you just like do something magic to make us invisible or do something magic to, to block its eyes? Well, I was Is that thinking how magic th- works. No, oh, you poor, you poor creature. No, oh, right. um, your pity isn't needed here, Birdie. <laughs> I don't need a spell for my pity for you. Um, I'm wealthy. I was a lot thinking, of things, Birdie. I was thinking, I was thinking that I could do maybe some kind of minor illusion in front of it, and either replicate somehow replicate an empty room, or replicate Fagin, 
But I wonder just if at nighttime anything sends it off. It's, it's not like, oh, you're not Fagin, now I'm going to attack. I wonder if anything would just trip it up. Um, I don't I mean, know of any, I, I don't have invisibility or anything now, like that. Now that you guys, hmm. Now, I mean, oh, but we did like get potions. We did get potions from oh. here. <laughs> you want to just drink, drink some of these potions? Maybe we should drink all of them, like a suicide, and we and we just a suicide drink. God, we drink seven at the same time. Poor Kate. I'll also say I'm a changeling. I can turn into a. I mean, do we think this thing is not colorblind? Because I can turn into a pink Fagin. I'll still be pink, but I'm not hiding that from you guys anymore. I could be Fagin. Awen, what kind of what kind of pattern are you seeing with the with the the green eyes coming on and off? Because you're right. If it's just an on and off every five seconds, it has like a check, then yes, maybe we can, can we can sneak by. Perception check. No, I, you you nat twenty earlier, so th- I can give you this information too. It is every five seconds. <laughs> Look, I don't think these things are usually keyed to a person. I think it's kind of like an like an alarm system where you have to shut it off. Mm. So I mean, I really think. Look. I think you have, Bertram, maybe you have that spell scroll ready. I mean, you've read it, right? You've read over it. You know the spell. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, I've, I've prepared for this. I mean, I think you you just have that top of mind. And then every, every five plus one seconds, one of us goes behind the counter. And there's keys back there, but then there's also some switches. So I'm thinking maybe, maybe we can switch. I think... Well, yeah, I guess it's a good time to talk about it now before we go. <laughs> Maybe we should have done this last <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Well, luckily it can't. It seems like it can't hear us. One of those bulbs above the door is out, and the other one is on. I think if we can find the switch that turns off that bulb, that the uh, the force field, the electroshock, might also be off. Well, the orb is. The orb over one of the doors is broken, isn't it? Or no, is it just off? One of them is broken. One of them is um, is on. I was going to say, because we could go get the working one that's in the storage room. Storage room, correct? That's what I'm able to see in? I yeah. think it was a broken one in the, in the storage room, right? I, it's, it's got, I could see lightning bolts around it. That, I mean, I'm not magic, but that looks like working to me. Awen, maybe you could go behind the counter and check that door with the, uh, with the field there, see if those keys are hanging there still. And Penelope, maybe you could go and try and duck behind one of the potion aisles, and it looks like you'd have access to the storage room there. And if you were able to hide behind that while you look at the door, and, a- and Awen, maybe if you're behind the counter while you walk on your door, maybe it won't see you behind that? Split up. Got it. All right, Birdie, you keep watch. If that thing freaks out, you turn it to flesh and we'll kill it. That sounds good. Right. Yes, I'll have my eyes trained on that thing. And the moment I see it move at all, I will uh, turn that thing into flesh. Slap, slap it on some flesh. And Penny's going to sneak to the storage room on the, ever, on the sixth second. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're going to sneak to the storage room, you're going to cross that line of vision. Uh, so to time it out, I need you to do a stealth check for me. Great. Come on, baby. I have a 16. Yeah. Yep, that passes. So you're able to time Rogue it out, baby. you know, one, two, you know, and one, two, three, four, five, move, one, two, three, four, five, move. 
Uh, and so you make it to that back door and angle yourself so that there is the middle aisle of potions blocking you just so. Mm-hmm. So you have made it to the door. All right. Can I open the door? I have the lock the key still. So can I open the door? The main keys? Yeah. Do those work for the storage room? I try it. I try to see if they work. They do not work. All right. Then I pull out my lock pick and okay. I use that. So when, whenever you have a lock pick, uh, you are going to use a sleight of hand check. Mm-hmm. And if you have proficiency in lock picks, which I believe you do uh, for, yeah, for your specific class, um, you would add your proficiency on top of that. Great. Because I mean... I already have a plus eight for sleight of hand, so. Hell yeah. But if you roll a one, a one's a one. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So this is already a great thing. Plus these lock picks, they're specific for this, so it's a plus two from those, so. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> well, good, because I did roll a two, so six, seven, oh, eight, God. nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I rolled a twelve. Oh, you, you met it. It was a, it was a DC of twelve. You good met Lord. it. Good so. right. Yeah. It, like, okay. is that thing where it sticks, and I'm, like, shaking it shaking you it, only have to yeah you only have to jiggle it, it a little bit um and then i just get it in. comes three it comes mm-hmm. free yeah i go in and i see i see the orb in the middle of the room i'm assuming right or where uh, well, you sitting. enter in and you know immediately to I your keep right DMing. i'm so sorry it's okay i love how much you're into it you're world building with me uh, so you have immediately to your right up against the wall is a simple desk and you'll see some ledgers um there for finances Ahead to your left is another workbench, and that is where the, the orb is. That's where the, the orb that was sparking um, with, you know, and it, it, you only saw the sparks when you flashed your uh, lantern of revealing on it. Mm-hmm. But for all intents and purposes to the naked eye, it's, it's, it's just, just a dull orb. Um, um, and then you do see straight ahead of you three more aisles of shelves. And they are stocked full of potions, just ripe for the stealing. Um, none of them have labels on them necessarily, except, well, actually, can you do a perception check for me? 10. With a 10, you see a couple of them uh, with kind of like a really hastily written label on it. And you see it, it, it says fire resistance on it. Hmm. All right. Oh, no. So I'm going to do a couple of things. I'm going to go and I'm going to grab. I mean, do I have time to put every potion? The bag of holding, does that make it still carryable? Even if I've got 10 million things in there, I forget how the magic of that works. Uh, yeah. 500 pounds. I think a one sixty-four I think A1 yeah. has it. I have it. Yeah. Wait, you have it? Yeah, I do. All right. Well, that stinks. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I was. How did you get it? I was holding it when he took the meat. Uh, he was going to pass the meat for the scroll. When did A1 get it? It's my bag, though. Yeah. Oh, I thought she gave we it split to up. Us. We, we split up items. I mean, it's not. I, mean, I, don't, <laughs> I like yeah. how Awen is already calling dibs on but the like, bag. I, I, I mean, she knew. Yeah, I you wanted it so badly. I mean, are you sure you, you want to hold that? It'd be a lot easier if I have it right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, knowing Awen, he's probably he holding on to it, it very okay. dearly. Yeah, because yeah. I was gonna say I want to grab those ledgers. We're gonna Al Capone this motherfucker if we, even we get him on bad taxes. <laughs> let's put him in prison. So I do want to grab the, uh, at least one or two of the ledgers. Um, you have a gonna, satchel. I mean, they're not too heavy to put into your satchel. I'm putting in some of the ledgers, and then I'm grabbing. I'm grabbing all of the labeled potions. I think should I be grabbing? Yeah, Penny's just gonna grab the labeled ones. Um, 
and put them into her satchel as well. Um, and then I'm going to go back to the orb and I'm going to get out my lantern revealing because I just want to double check. So I turn on my lantern revealing and I point it at the orb. Yeah, you still see it it's sparking um, just with many bolts of lightning are coming off of it. Uh, also, with your check of 10, I'm going to say you're able to grab five of the potions uh, that were labeled and all of them are, are fire resistant. All right, I'm I'm behind the counter. Mm-hmm. I and need you to do a stealth check. Stealth, that's right. <laughs> yep, that's right. You got to oh, make right. it behind the counter. Do not roll a two, please. And remember, our stealth here check go. here uh, is just it's a seven. Okay, it was ten. <laughs> so. All right how how would you boof this? Yikes. How <laughs> how you, you? I think I do one of those things where. You're kind of hunched over. Wait, 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 then... wait, 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 wait. This is me. This is me as your DM remembering details that you're not. What is that ring you're wearing again, Awen? Oh, man. Uh, you did put the ring on, right? I do have the ring of evasion. Boom, boom. You failed the but check. Do it again. I feel a deck save. Uh, it's well, I'm also counting it for checks here. This is me. Yeah. So you failed that. Um, so I'm allowing you to also tap into that. All right. Yeah. Well, the benevolent God, dear. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you, you're looking for 10. What'd you roll? Oh, it just lets me succeed. Oh, you, oh, you automatically succeed it. Great. Okay. Uh, so, yes. That's powerful. <laughs> that is OP. Wait, so, like, so he'll, he'll never have to do a dexterity check again ever? You know what? And it's three. I guess. Let I would, me, I would say advanced. Yeah, you, you get. I'm gonna say though that I have, I've worked these rings to a certain extent because a lot of them are OP. They were fun to play with because I wanted to see you play with them. Um, but for these, when it says three charges, that's it. Okay. So oh, like th- ever for the ring? This ring is not gonna work. Yeah, this ring is not gonna work oh. after three times. So you see, like, I don't know, you can imagine something on the ring, though, like, kind of powers down or fizzles out. Maybe there was a, a gem in it and it pops out or something. Mm, cool. You can, you can imagine it, however. But that, that's for all of you, because these rings have charges, and so there's a maximum amount of times you can use it. So, yes, you awesome. do not fail this check, but to keep it grounded, yes, you, you've used one of the three. Okay, so you make it behind there. You duck down. For a second there, maybe you thought that you were seen but it is silence and you, you wait even like two rounds. So you wait 10 seconds and nothing. And so, you know, okay, I've made it back here. Um, I go and flick off. So there's three switches. I flick off the left switch. The switch number one. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Each of the switches was something different. Um, so you, if, since you chose switch number one, uh, you hear kind of this whirring sound, almost like it rear. And it's coming from the stone statue. Oh, hey now. And whirring down? Yeah, yeah. I, because I don't know, like I hear a whirring down, I flick uh, switch number two. Uh, you hear a loud voice come from a speaker on top of the, <laughs> on top of the counter. Again? Come on, Fagan. This is the fifth pumpkin spice latte you've ordered today. We're not doing any more deliveries. I, I kind of peek my head up over the counter to see the, the golem. Uh-huh. I'm looking for its eyes. 
The eyes do not flash. Oh god, okay, I flick that third switch and I like exhale. The eyes go back on. Oh. <laughs> and it immediately whirs to life. Few things inspire you to create your own campaign more than hearing a bunch of friends enjoying theirs. But where do you start? Here at Undercommon Taste, we discuss tabletop gaming and homebrew content, as well as diving into the concepts of world building, content creation, game balance, and various DM tips. We focused mainly on 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, but most of our advice can be taken into any system. We dive into the existing lore of older editions, discussing the impact of bringing old, sometimes forgotten lore, into the current edition to bring your campaign worlds to life. We also host various game and game systems creators to get a sample of up-and-coming projects and to get their take on how to bring something unexpected and new to the table. So join us for Undercommon Taste, where we stir the pot and lick the spoon. Available wherever you find your podcasts. Oh, there, sailor. Yes, I'm talking to you. Do you yearn for high seas adventure and piratical mayhem at the roll of a D20? Yes, 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 I'll just toss you your shirt. Very sassy. (laughs) No, I drink beer and I fart in my sleep. (laughs) Now that I've got your attention with sex... Welcome to my pub, the wizard's sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) It's still a cow that I'm gonna get in a bag. Do you know how big a cow is? (laughs) Don't put gold in your house. Uh, that's um, not the catchphrase we were looking for. It is one that we often use at this group, Enough though. about where you keep your secret stuff. It's not right. in my anus. Stop it. Then sign your name in blood. I mean, join the rovers on your crew on their adventures every Wednesday, wherever you find podcasts. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Hey there, listener. It's me, Kate, your master teacher. And I am here at this break to say thanks for listening. We're so happy you're here, and I hope that you are enjoying this Oliver Twist arc that we are in the middle of, whatever hairy situation that you find our characters in. Uh, But I would also like to invite you to leave us a review and a rating. Uh, It's easiest to do so on Apple Podcasts, but you can do on a lot of platforms wherever you are listening. But by doing so... You are doing us a favor. You are helping us reach more uh, audience members. You're helping people realize that we are existing here so they can join you on this adventure. And as a, a little thank you, I will be reading a different review each week so that you might hear your own words coming back out of my mouth right now. So today's review that I'm going to be sharing is from Fisherman090. And Fisherman says... I would definitely recommend this podcast. In Oh Man Man, the players feel like they are inviting you into their personal game of D&D. The storyline is really extensive, but they manage to bring it all together in such an organized way. In a time when we're all apart, this podcast makes us feel together. Amazing job, and keep up the great work. Thank you, Fisherman! Ah, it means a lot to hear that. Um, and I know that Aaron and Adam and Kimmy would also say much the same thing, that we, we really enjoy and it means the world to us to to read your words so thank you for that kindness 
Um, hey, if you don't want to leave us a rating or review or share with your friends, we'd love to hear from you still. You can email us. Our Gmail is omamamshow at gmail.com. Uh, or you can reach us on Twitter and on Instagram. Our handle is omamamshow or at omamamshow. So with that said, that's all I'm going to say right now. So let's end what I'm saying and let's get back to the show. Hit the first switch again, Awen. Hit the first switch. <laughs> I would definitely hit the first switch if it came back to life. It is so by the time between you um, hitting the switch number three and then hitting the first switch number one, it has taken a step off of the pedestal. Uh. Okay, and <laughs> um, it is entering in, but it has not seen you yet. Um, so it is going to be heavily tromping the perimeter of the room. I I stay under the the freaking counter. Wait, can he not turn it off? You're saying he, he can't the, flip the first switch? Yeah, he hit the dis- he hit switch number one, and that thing is off the pedestal. Fudge! Then I immediately seeing this am cursing a one under my breath that he successfully turned it off and then turned it back on. <laughs> but then after that, I am going to immediately do the the. I mean, there's no point in trying to hide from it. I said that as soon as I saw it move, I was going to do this. So I'm going to immediately do the scroll of stone to flesh at it. Okay. Okay, great. Is yeah, this you, noisy? Can Penny hear it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I'm assuming, it's, it's I'm the sound of a, a large stone statue tanking tromping steps around On the wood room. floor. So yeah, you yeah, hear, yeah. Loud. Okay. You would hear this. Um, so as soon as you, yeah, activate that stone to flesh spell, uh, Bertram, you, you notice it doesn't quite turn the statue into a, a human, or in this case, it's a, it's a half-orc, but you notice it becomes this like fleshy abomination. Not quite statue, not quite um, humanoid, um, but it, it still resembles the, the original statue's smiling orc form. And as you stepped out to cast this spell um, to help you guys out, its head swivels towards you. And it raises its axe. Shit. Roll for initiative, baby. Well, this is more fun. First, I was like, oh, we turned it off. Okay, that was easy. <laughs> that was simple. <laughs> I'm also, though, I'm in the other room. So he doesn't, see, I mean, I'm rolling for initiative, but he can't see me yet, right? He's only seen Bertram. Got it. Okay. Well, maybe I just rolled an the, 18. Get the jump, maybe. Got a 15? I rolled an 18 as well. Oh, nice roll, you guys. And that, no, the golem now, he rolled a three. Penny, you'll go first. Bertram second, Awen third, and then the golem. Okay. So Penny, yeah, you, you hear this thing tromping, um, and you hear kind of like a weird, like sickening, like a, um, I guess a fleshy sound. I don't know what it would sound like, but just like a crumbling turning into a, a softer sound that, um, really is not pleasant and you you know something's up especially with maybe bertram doing part of the spell since it is a verbal spell and uh it has not seen you yet what do you do 
All right, Penny then basically ducks behind the wall and then peeks out the door, immediately sees this thing, and she's going to sneak attack. Um, this is just a, a practical question. Can I use my short bow with sneak attack, or is, do I need to like come up and hit it? I don't see why not. Even if yeah. just for this world, it would make it's sense that you would be able to snipe it. So yeah, so I'm immediately, I grab my short bow, and I let loose an arrow. And the sneak attack is 2d6. So first you have to roll. To roll hit. Yeah. So sorry. Um, and it's just straightforward attack, right? Any attack bonus mm-hmm. on that weapon? An attack bonus. Yeah. So I got an eight. Does not hit um, from your vantage point. Perhaps it's, it, you know, goes wide and it clanks against the, the ceiling just above it and clatters back down to the ground harmlessly around it. And it is now aware that there's at least one more person. Bertram, this thing is looming just in front of you. But with the clattering of the, the bolt from Penny's weapon, you know, missing its mark, it slightly turns its head over its left shoulder in her direction. So you do have an opening. Yeah, I think I'm going to scurry over to the closest potion shelf. And as I'm kind of like ducking behind it, thinking what I want to do, can I, can I glance at what's, what potions are on the shelf nearby me? Maybe there's something I want to like chug while I'm in here, uh, while, we're, while we're fighting that could help me. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, roll a, roll a perception. A five. Uh, you, you, it's hard to see around there, especially mm. just as the moonlight is hitting. Um, the only one you really catch any labeling for is an elixir of health. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm going to. That's not my action, right? Is that is that is that is that an action? No. Okay. Then I'm going to cast. By the way, doing that scroll, that since it's a scroll, that's not the same thing as using my source of power, right? So I'm not having to do it. No, I'm not counting that as a spell slot. No. Okay, cool. I'm going to do mirror image on myself. So I make like three duplicates. So I'm going to, so almost to to that monstrosity's kind of uh, line of sight. It would look like I, a single person ducks behind the shelf, but then what emerges out from from behind the shelf would be like four of me and and i would just kind of walk walk out i would would just space myself out around the room as best as i can and wild um, magic surge my friend yep Ooh, yeah let's go one 14 so i'm good okay one day day. maybe i'll get those three inches back all right that's and is that the end of your turn or is there anything else you want to add no, I'll stop there. Okay. Awen, you see your friend turn from one to four, and uh, you are still hunkered down behind the main counter, unseen uh, by this golem. What do you do? Yeah, realizing that both Penny and Bertram are attacking this thing, Awen kind of looks around and looks to the keys that are dangling underneath the counter. He picks them up and tries to unlock the first door. Okay. Bye. <laughs> as soon as you put Later. the key in the lock and... 
Oh, Aaron, you have this this habit as a player. Uh, bye. Uh, but as soon as you put the key in the lock and turn it, you're going to oh, take no. some lightning damage, my friend. Sick. <laughs> the orb is broken. Is that one broken? The one on the left? No, that is intact. Oh, so that's what it does when it's yeah. fixed. So you take six lightning damage. Oh, you would have thought I would have learned from my now. Um, do I have the scroll? The lightning scroll? I mean, you do have the in sack. In the bag of holding? Yeah, you have the, okay. you have the bag no, of holding. I thought I, I thought I took both the scrolls. You had Did the you bag. Had, I took right. both the scrolls, and, yeah. and Penny so took the lockpicks okay. and the okay. meat. <laughs> we should. So I, I didn't take I the yell. meat. The meat's in the bag. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, ooh, that's my action, right? Yeah, that's to your that that's your thing. action. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna duck back down into hiding. Okay. Uh, with that, I, I don't think that was enough to to alert the the golem of your presence at all. But the the golem is going to attack one of the four Bertrams, um, and so you're going to have to remind me, Adam. Uh, you know what I need to roll in order to attack the correct one. So here it says um, each yeah. time a creature targets you with an attack. During the duration, roll. I think I roll a d20 to determine whether the attack instead targets one of your duplicates. So if I have three duplicates, which I do, I need to roll a six or higher to change the attack's target to a duplicate. I don't know if you still need... Wait, with two duplicates, you need to roll an eight or higher. With one duplicate, you need to roll an 11 or higher. A duplicate's AC. Oh, okay. So, the, so, uh, so I think, first of all, I have to determine whether it's one of my... So let me do that first. Okay. So I need to roll. And this guy's gonna. Um, he has multi attack, so he's gonna go for for two of them. Yikes! All right. He's gonna swing his his fists. Oh shoot! I did not do it. All right. So I didn't roll. I rolled a five. So shoot. Okay. <laughs> so I rolled a five. Since I rolled a five, that means that you managed to hit the real Bertram. Yeah, Bertram, so, so. you do not have uh, luck on your side tonight. So he. It's kind of swiveling around confusedly, and then narrows in on the real Bertram. And he swings, and this will be 11 to hit against AC. Yep, that hits. Oh, that hits. oh, oh I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. So many numbers, guys. Matt, uh, we haven't done spells in so long. Uh, you no, like I'm that sorry. meme of that woman with all the... <laughs> the oh, Winona Ryder the, with all the algorithms? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 11 doesn't hit. Okay, so he misses, um, and he's going to swing again. Uh, would you once again roll to see if he goes for you or another one of the yeah. duplicates? Okay, 15. So now you're going for one of my duplicates. Okay. And so on one of those, it needs to be higher than a 10. Uh, he rolled an 8, so he does not hit that either. Oh, sweet, so, sweet. Yeah, it is kind of like a slower hit. Maybe the the mechanism in this golem is not quite used to having flesh instead of stone. And so the machinery inside is not going to be working at its full extent. He's a little rusty as it is. We're back at the top here. Penny, uh, you see him swing once, miss, swing twice, miss. And he's wide out in the open for you. All right. He's still fully uh, focused on Bertram right now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to use my short bows again. I know it's boring, but I think Penny wants to hold off like a position from the back a little bit. Um, if she, I might feel bold in a minute, but um, so, oh, but I whiffed it. I got a one. So I literally tr- pulled it back and 
<laughs> I twanged it or something and the arrow just fell at my feet, I would imagine. Okay, see, so, something pathetic, right? It just like, it doesn't even go and it kind of droops down and, and yeah. pitifully just waterfalls like down cupid. onto the seat mm-hmm. and into your feet. Um, mm-hmm. But the clattering of that, now you fully have this thing's attention. Great. Bertram, it takes a step towards Penny. Not like a full movement, but a step towards her. What do you do? I'm going to do burning hands on this Ooh. on this guy. <laughs> so I step out from or I guess all of my all four of me raise our hands together or maybe the quill since I cast out of my quill. And I'm going to make this uh it's a 15 foot cone and you need to, and everyone in that needs to make a dexterity saving throw. I'm assuming I'm just hitting like the wall. Uh, you're behind. hitting yeah, you're hitting the wall and one of the one of the rows of potions as well. So I am going to set oh, this great. place on fire. <laughs> Just That's as I planned. so much noise. Just as I planned. Eh, we're already making noise, whatever. I mean, I was trying not to. We're not going to quietly fight a golem creature or whatever. This thing's going <laughs> to be loud. All right, so I need to do a, a, dex, uh, a dex save? Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. What do you need to beat? They're going to come running in like any minute now. Whatever your spell save DC is. Oh, my spell save is 13. Okay. And he rolled an 11, so he does not save. So I'm going to do 3d6 fire damage. Okay, let's do some math. Oh, six. Three. Three. 12 damage. Yeah, he's looking bloody. Hell yeah. Well done. Wild magic, wild magic surge, baby. Yep, yes, thank you for reminding yes. me, DM. 14. I love how excited Aaron gets each time. He's Just like shoot. hoping. We're all hoping. We're all hoping. I know. Yeah, yeah. Awen, we're over to you. This thing is... Fi- the, the place is starting to uh, crackle with fire. The, the, go- the golem is on fire. One of the rows of potions is on fire, and some of them are sizzling. Others are, are bursting. Uh, all types of colors and reactions to the heat are happening in a beautiful scientific array of an experiment perhaps gone wrong. I yell out to Bertram. Bertram, throw me that spell. Throw me that spell scroll. And I toss the piece of paper at him. How do you toss it at him? Because it's okay if it's just a piece of paper, you know, it's just like it would, you would, it would go maybe three inches and it would float down. Like How are you going to give it? Yeah, I, Bertram, if I'm going to be carrying it, I'm going to have it rolled up like a diploma or something like that, with like a ribbon tied around it. <laughs> okay. And so then, as, as it's kind of wind up like that, I'm going to try and toss it like overhand at him. Awen, do an athletics check for me to see if you catch it so that you can swiftly use it. Glad we're throwing paper through the fire. I throw it into the fire. That's <laughs> a seven. That's a seven. Okay. And then, Bertram, I'm also having you do an athletics check to see how you throw it. Oh, shoot. Collectively, oh, the, two of you want, the two of you want to get to 15. So we have a seven so far. Uh, oh, combined? Uh-huh. Okay, sweet. I rolled a 14. Oh, no, I rolled a 16 myself. Oh, great. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> yeah, you, you throw it well enough that he kind of like... Juggles it a bit, but Awen, you're able to catch it. I quickly read this spell scroll. Okay. And 
try to cast the spell on the door. You do that. Uh, as soon as you finish with the spell, you notice that uh, the, the crackling light above the door slowly fades. Um, and, and the aura that was just barely perceptibly surrounding it also fades. Amazing. Excellent. Uh, yeah. That, that's, that's all I'm going to allow you to do with that full thing. Because you not yep. only caught something, yep. but you, you cast as well. The golem, though, saw this thing soar over its head and notices it land, landed um, at you, Awen. And so it's going to take a few steps in your direction. It's going to swing at you, Awen. So, Would you say that I have half cover because I'm behind a counter? Are, are you stay cra- you stood you stayed crouched down to catch this scroll? So three quarters cover. She's asking. I think like the no, idea is like I'm no. I'm saying you that facetiously. Up. No, you stood up to catch that. <laughs> well, I mean, even still, like half my body would be covered by this thing, right? You mean your lower torso? Yeah, I'd give you half cover for that. Why not? Half of your body, not the vital half, but you know, fight that good fight. <laughs> hey. Depends on who's asking. Mrs. Uh, Sourberry might think it's vital. <laughs> Whoa, sorry. Cool. It just gives me like plus two to my AC. Yeah. So. Uh, that's 10 versus AC. Nope. Okay. Not with 15. It's going to swivel around and it's going to attack one of the Bertrams. It seems kind of easy. For like, I have to roll six or higher when I have all these duplicates. I hope I'm reading this right. That was a 14, so... We'll hear about it. Okay, so you're so going for one of, one of the duplicates. duplicates. I guess the idea is that the AC is so low. You have to beat a 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight. So it does not... Man, my rolls are booking Okay, fudge, fudge some numbers. Let's make this exciting. <laughs> Golem hasn't done shit yet. <laughs> <laughs> Has it, though? Oh. All right. Uh, so with that said, uh, Penny, you're up. Um, Penny, I'm, the fire is probably pretty close to Penny, so I think Penny would very nervously want to, A, turn, le- like, just turn behind her. Um, I think she was going to be careful about grabbing that orb, but she's feeling rushed. She's going to try to grab the orb to put it in her bag. Um, does she get shocked? Does she get shocked? No, she does not. Great. She grabs it and puts it in her bag. Is that all I can do, or can I then attack? You cannot attack, uh, but you can move, um, and you can do a, a simple action. I'll, I'll allow you to grab another thing to put in your bag. You can say something. You can prepare, but no, you can't attack. Okay, got it. So yeah, I already had three ledgers and five potions in my bag, and now I just added that orb. Um, then Penny runs in between, because I assume in my, so there's three, one, two, three shelves mm-hmm. of potions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one closest to the entrance, I'm calling one, and then two, three, getting closer to the hallway. She's going to hide between, a duck in between uh, one and two, because I'm assuming the golem is closer to the counter in the hallway. So she's going to duck yeah, in between. Yeah, number three is on fire. Number three's on fire. Great. So she's going to duck between one and two and try to get a closer angle to the golem. Okay. You do that. Great. Bertram, you're up. Yeah, I need to, I need to save some uh, spell slots. So I'm just going to take my quarter staff, two-handed, kind of closer to it, and I'm going to try and just bring it on top of its head. Okay. 
Yeesh. That was an 11. That hits. Oh, really? Dang, awesome. Yeah, that, that scroll that you guys have is a nice scroll. Uh, where's the D8? Are you a D8? Yeah. That was, oh, for one. My god. Okay. Woo! Very powerful. You tapped him on the head, Bertram. Gosh. <laughs> you notice, too, that just as you kind of bonk him on the head, you hear voices outside the front door. Oh, uh, shit. Just a couple voices, one of whom uh, you recognize as the Minotaur Brittles, um, and the other one is uh, the, the gnome. And, and you hear them kind of in a questioning tones, and, and you overhear one of them say, is that, is that fire? Is that fire inside? Is the gnome Dodger? Yes, there's Dodger. Do I have to hey, wait my turn to do something, or can I do something? I'm going to have you wait your turn, because this is all like happening at the same time. And okay. so, Awen, um, you just heard that, uh, just the golem get plunked on the head. You heard those voices outside. You have now um, undone the, the door. Uh, you've, you've kind of just undone the, the room protection. So, what do you do? I cast Thorn Whip okay. on it. Okay. And that is a nine against AC, which I think misses. That does miss. Yeah, that does miss. Okay. Uh, can is I there open anything the else door? you want? You can, you can do the simple action of opening the door. Yeah. I'd like to open the door and look in after I crack my whip. Okay. So you crack the whip, you miss. So you turn back really quickly and open the door um, and you peek in. But before you have a chance to fully do a sweep around, um, you hear the golem let out this guttural like, and uh, it's going to swing at you again, Awen, since you are closest to the no-no era. area. <laughs> and that is 13 versus AC. That does not hit. Okay. It's going to swing again since you are, once again, in the no-no area. So it is, yeah, you were the highest priority for it to attack. Okay, and that is 16 versus AC. That hits. Okay. We are going to do 2d12 plus 2. Ooh. Ooh. 2d12. <laughs> Here we go. <sighs> yeah, Adam, you wanted me to, to make yeah. it interesting. I want some danger. The dice have now considered it is time. At least not against me. Against other 10 people. Oh. Mm-hmm. Plus twelve. Oh. Oh. Twenty-two no. plus two. Twenty-four damage. I am down. Oh shoot. Mm-hmm. Wait, how much HP do you guys have? I have twenty-two. Twenty-four. Oh my gosh, I have fifteen. I'm on death saves, baby. Okay, excellent. Excellent. All right, so the golem just knocks him out he's just like splayed on the ground right in the doorway of the the left hand door behind the counter penny you see him go down but you also hear the familiar voice of voices of brittles and of dodger so you have on one it's kind of like you're looking back and forth you know to your right where the front door is you hear these voices these curious concerned voices and to your left your your friend was just downed all right, Penny is going to change appearance. So Penny is going to change into Fagin. 
Oh, now I want to ask this one thing. This is something I can Google this, but when I change appearance, does that also change my voice, or is this like one of those things? Like, is this like a? Oh gosh, what is that that show with um where he like in the mirror? It's him. Oh my gosh, this could have been same a good voice. reference. No, it, it doesn't change your voice. It's just it doesn't appearance. change my voice. So I have Penny's no. voice. Yep. Never aren't, mind. Aren't well, you pointless. pink? Wouldn't you be pink too? You can do yeah, it. Yeah, but they're not gonna see me. I was gonna yell at them, but if oh. they if it, it has my voice, there's no point to it. Wait, why is that how changelings work? Your voice doesn't change? I I believe so, but I'm welcome to you, Kimmy, knowing your 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 own race <laughs> better than I do. And let so me you double tell check. Me. Oh yeah, no, it go. says well, hmm. On, your on Twitter, so that's not a good one. Five <laughs> e s r s r d r whatever. Let me double check because Let's this really it changes. It does. I just, I just Aaron, Aaron found out. Okay, so let's wreck on that. All right. I can change yeah. my voice. You can <gasps> change your voice. All right. Real quick. Penny then is going to change appearance and she's going to turn into Fagan. She's still pink, but she's not trying to show them Fagan. She's going to sound like Fagan. So <clears throat> Penny, um, Penny gets to the door and in her, like in a Fagan growl, just goes, <clears throat> if you boys still want to be on Good. Oh, I'm making him southern. Well, that's not it. What was his voice? It's British. <laughs> well, I do declare. No, it's just it's just regular. Just it's just regular, regular okay. voice. Just gruff. All right. Well, you know, keep the southern in because it was cute. But uh, she just goes, "If you boys want to be on good terms with your right ears after this, I recommend you walk away. We're testing some stuff, and I have no interest in you all seeing it." All right. Uh, why don't you do a, a persuasion Performance? or an intimidation? Performance could do here. Yeah, there's. Oh my gosh, there's so many you could use here. Can I do? Pre- I, I think let I should you get advantage because there's already so much. Uh, I of, think course I advantage. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. Because they're already so afraid. Look at my players. My players are always asking because for advantage. I'm cute. I deserve advantage. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna let to... you choose which uh, subcategory of charisma you'd like to. Choose. I mean, I think I should be persuasion. Okay. Seventeen. Yep. Yeah, that'll do it. Sorry, sorry, I, I, I don't know what you're doing in there, so uh, we'll, we'll be on our way. If I don't uh, find you boys in bed by the time I get back, you are in trouble. Oh, that, no, please, please don't come to where we sleep. That, it's too late, I'm already planning it, you better get oh, back. Oh my, oh, You better okay. get ready with your, I'm gonna spank <laughs> some bottoms tonight. I'm trying, to, I'm tonight. trying to send them somewhere where they wouldn't normally see Fagans, so they don't run into him. Okay. So the goal is that they will go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> okay. And you hear them shuffle away. Uh, so they successfully leave Bertram. Uh, that on one side has been alleviated, but you do still have this fleshy golem in front of you. Sounds fun. From where he's located, am I possible? is it possible for me to like shove a shelf of potions on to him? Yeah, definitely. Don't know if that's good, but... Do the on fire ones. <laughs> Treat it like a Molotov cocktail. No, let's not meta. So you you thought of Sorry. that? Let's go through with that. Yeah. Okay, so can you do a strength check for me? It's going to be a simple DC 10. Yeah, but I'm not good at strength. Oh, ho, ho, that was a 10. You met it. So Ty goes to the runner. So yeah, you're able to topple over these, this just multitude of, of potions. And considering the state in which this golem is in, 
Um, it is enough to fall on top of it and kind of trap it there, but mm. some of them also fall and crack and spill out at its feet. So I'm going to have you roll a d20 for me. Uh-oh. 13. Oh, excellent. Uh, the potion kind of uh, splashes onto its feet, and you notice that this once very large, fleshy previous statue, this, this golem um, that was taller than even you, Bertram, starts to shrink. And it continues shrinking until it is five feet tall. So it is, it is uh, just a little less than half of its original height. And pretty much completely under its, like, uh, pr- uh, completely under the and Now the it's completely that's... trapped underneath the shelving. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Awen, let's do your first uh, death save, shall we? All right, here we go. Is the first death save of the of the game of the game? Absolutely. Dang, don't be a one. Let's see. It's just a straight D twenty. Straight right? D twenty. Mm-hmm. Don't be a one. Ten or higher. It's a five. Okay, Ooh, so that's a failure. So that's your first fail. Now, on a failure, story wise, uh, Awen in in kind of like that in between space. You get a quick flashback from your from mm. your life. Tell me what's what's one quick memory that flashes before his eyes. Oh no, Mrs. Sourberry. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed rose petals. Awen falls to the ground and opens his eyes, and he's no longer in the shop, but he's in the middle of the woods. He looks around. Man, I don't know. <sighs> wish, I just wish I could go home. <sighs> I don't want to be out in the woods anymore. I don't want to live at this circle. <sighs> How could they give me up? Their son. Spells, stupid dances. I want to be part of this druidic circle. I don't care what my mom thinks. I don't care what my dad wants me to be. I'll show them. And we flash back into the present, um, and. The golem, now only five feet tall, is going to struggle to get out from under it. So I'm going to have it do a strength check to see that it can even just get out from under this, this multitude of glass bottles of, of potions and shelving, uh, wooden shelving above it. Um, and it only rolls a nine, so not enough to get out. So it's still trapped underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, so any attacks that you guys level against this guy, I'm going to give you advantage on. Oh, by the way, did, did you, maybe you said and I missed it, was there, was there any damage done to it when it got that stuff falling on no. it? There, okay, just pinned it, but there was no No, weight. no damage. Just, okay, no yeah. damage. It, what, what you had knocked over onto it specifically was a, a spell of diminution, just to make it smaller. Okay. So that's, that's wonderful. Penny. Um, can you remind me, I've cured a moitment. What does that do? Is that a healing thing? That is. 
All right. I thought it was Penny for like boo boo, like, like sunburns. I didn't know if it was like actually like it revives you. <laughs> no, you can you can use it for uh for healing. Too. Oh great! All right. Penny is still as Fagin is going to run across the room, pull out uh the Kyoto ointment, and then um how yeah what do I do? Do I just pour it on? Um, it's ointment, so I'm guessing you just find where the the death blow was and you rub it in. Yeah, so um, yeah, so Penny slash Fagin starts rubbing in pink Fagin starts rubbing in the ointment to uh to whatever gnarly wound anyone has, trying to apply it. And I really look forward to the first thing anyone sees when he wakes Sick. up is uh good old Fagin. <laughs> well, bright pink, right? Fu- good old fuchsia pag- uh, Fagin. Fuchsia Pagan. Oof. Fuchsia Pagan. Fuchsia, fuchsia Fagan. <laughs> All right, I'm just double checking. So uh, you can choose who rolls this. It could be, you know, Penny as the person rubbing it in or Awen as the person receiving it. But uh, Awen, you're going to regain 2d8 plus two hit points. Yes. Why don't you roll it? All right, so that's 11. That's great. So you have 11 hit points. Um, this specific ointment, Kimmy, has two doses in it. So you just use one of the two. I just use one. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Penny is Fagin as Awen starts to feel the, you know, life come back in a little bit. It just goes, can't have you out. Uh, can't have one of our best men out this uh, early in the fight. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> oh, calm down, Awen. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> uh, oh man, that's great. Uh, so many things would happen. <laughs> yeah, you. you I would... think he know he sees he sees that it's fuchsia. He's like, Penny, Penny, what in the hell? Who else? Who else would it be? You look like Fagin. I'm a changeling. We covered this. Get over it. Get up and fight. God, I wish this was your vo- your full time voice. <laughs> this I is, would be this is in the voice. pain at the end of the every voice. night. This is the it voice is I need. Not easy on my larynx. I need Bertram. This voice. You're you're so we're we're going to you, Bertram. Now is your turn in here. Uh, your good old buddy Awen is now alive, but very freaked out. Your other buddy Penny still looks like Fagin. Still still staying in that persona. Uh, what do you do? Yeah, the I golem think, is still trapped. I think the four of, of me would converge on top of like that golem on the ground, and it would look like all four of us put our foot up onto like holding like the weight down, even though only one of us is doing it. But it would look like all four of us are putting a foot up on the shelf <laughs> that's on top of them, and kind of like like a zombie kill or something like that, where you you're putting your foot on the creature that's barely moving. I'm just gonna put like point blank a crossbow. Uh, near its head. Mm. I'm going to unleash like a crossbow with one of our silver-tipped arrows that we got from uh, Monte Cristo. Ooh, that does some extra damage. So oh, it does? Have, I don't uh, remember what the actual damage yeah. did. Let me double check on there. Yeah, silver-tipped arrows are known for um, having a heavier hit to it. Oh, awesome. Um, in addition to, there's certain creatures that are... Would you grant me advantage since this thing is on the ground and pinned and I'm pointing... Oh, yeah, I already it. told you. Yeah, since Oh, you since did? Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um... That was a freaking one. Okay, come on, man. There we go. That was a 21 on that one. Oh, yeah. You, you're definitely are going to hit him on that one. Um, roll damage, and then you're going to get an extra plus two to your damage. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Ugh, a two. So it's a, a four. 
Tell me about it. Describe it to me. Oh, yes. So I think, um, oh, yeah. So as four of us are standing (laughs) over him with a foot, all kind of mirrored doing the exact same thing with a foot on the shelf standing above him with four crossbows trained on his head. And it looks like four arrows go into his head, deep into his head. And as he kind of dies, I think that they don't disappear, but you would see that one is like truer and more solid. It's not not as misty maybe as the other arrows are in its head, but one arrow just strikes through and you see, I don't know, you tell, does this thing have blood? It's flesh. Uh, It was turned into flesh. It's fleshy, um, but you'll see it, it kind of like a, a dark ooze comes out of it um, mixed with wiring. So this thing wasn't mm. purely, um, you know, it, it was a statue before, but it was an animated statue. And so just the fleshy part of it uh, would be just as a result of your, your scroll, um, whereas the, the ooze and the wiring is, is just the oil and the, the other parts that made it move. Yeah, maybe as it dies or whatever powers down, it turns back into stone. And that arrow is encased in there, like it's stuck in the stone. Oh, I like it. The sword in the stone. Exactly. Here's the arrow in the stone. So I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that (laughs) that arrow back. But so the three of you have defeated the golem, the stone statue, formally, and now the heist is officially on. Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. here? What is this? Oh god, what have you done? Spaceships. Season 2. Out now on podcast platforms across the galaxy.